I'm Cullen Burke, and this is Cauldron, a history of the world, battle by battle. Hello again. Thank you for listening to Cauldron. I'm your host, Cullen, and today we have an interesting story about Cameron Baird. Uh, It's Anzac Day, and this is my way of saluting and honoring the folks from Australia and New Zealand who have fought in those countries many wars. Uh, We have a lot of listeners down there, and I hope they enjoy this as much as I enjoyed researching and and learning about Cameron Baird. So please enjoy this. Forgive the kind of rough edit. It was uh, was recorded about eight months ago, and we've grown quite a bit here at the show. So it might not be exactly what you're used to hearing, but I hope you'll enjoy nonetheless. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Tim, this is your particular Patreon producer episode. Thank you very much for everything you've done already. I can tell that you are a uh, the kind of guy that I'd love to crack a beer with at some point. So this one goes out to you. And Tim has been kind enough to allow me to share this. And it's been a real pleasure to put together. I learned a lot and, uh, and I'm excited to share it with you. Cameron Stewart Baird was born June 7, 1981. The son of a football coach, Cameron was a natural athlete. Moving from Bernie, Tasmania in 1984 to a Melbourne suburb, the lanky boy grew into a lithe, powerful young man. He had had enough raw talent to play for the Calder Cannons and even one match for the Geelong of the Victorian Football League. Eligible for the 1999 football draft, a shoulder injury kept him out of contention. Always one to keep moving forward, Cameron joined the Army soon after. In February of 2000, he was posted to the 4th Battalion Royal Australian Regiment. Now, this was no slouch guard regiment, but a crack commando unit marked for the uh, heat wherever it was going to be posted. So wherever it was hot and heavy and and really a a tight spot, this is where the 4th Battalion Royal Australian Regiment would find itself. Cameron loved the regiment, like family. Actually, for for Cameron and the men that served in this regiment, uh, in this battalion, they, uh, they considered each other to be family. Deployed to Timor for the short but ugly policing action in Indonesia, 9-11 changed everything. With the collapse of the two towers in New York City followed by the invasion of Iraq, Cameron found himself in the desert. In Operation Bastille, Cameron's unit was part of the pre-deployment unit acclimatization and in-theater training that set the Allies up for victory. With Operation Falconer in 2003, Cameron and the 4th Battalion Royal Australian Regiment took part in the combat operations that disarmed, dismantled, and dismissed the various enemies they were sent against. Cameron was discharged in 2004. By this point, the young man had become a finely honed warrior, but he had not lost his uh, uniqueness or his personality. A, quote, good bloke, end quote, 
Cameron had the take uh, no shit jawline of a cowboy and the big booming laugh of a man that was content. In the pictures I saw, he looks like the kind of guy you'd be really happy for your sister to bring home or to crack a few beers with and have a good time. Kind and and easygoing, Cameron wasn't the kind of uh, guy to dick around either. He was the type to let you know if he thought you were slouching or not pulling your weight, but at the same time, apparently he'd put it in a way that made you agree with him and, and not get pissy with him. He loved life and apparently would rip around in his hot rod on weekends, blasting ACDC at 11. I imagine that the Aussie version of Gary Cooper or Clint Eastwood comes through in this guy. If you see pictures of him, he seems to have uh, an incredible way of of conveying that uh, he knows exactly who he is and what he's put on this planet for. Never one to sit by and let others do the heavy lifting. In 2006, Cameron re-enlisted in the armed services. This selfless act, in my opinion, speaks volumes about the man and his character. The accounts I read say over and over about how he led, humbly and with certainty. Re-enlisting when it wasn't necessary is that kind of play. Leading from the front and inspiring the men around him to achieve their best was Cameron's way, and the ADF was lucky to have him back. From 2007 to 2013, Cameron and the 4th played its role in Operation Slipper. Operation Slipper was the Australian contribution to the war against the Taliban and all the faceless, nationless, nameless enemies in Afghanistan. In 2007, Cameron received a medal for gallantry. In November of that year, Lance Corporal Baird's platoon was part of a search and clear operation on a Taliban position. From the jump, they were under heavy fire from well-positioned machine guns and enemy small arms fire. In the initial exchange, one of the platoon members was mortally wounded and in the open. Under constant heavy fire from multiple contacts, Lance Corporal Baird led his team out to retrieve the wounded man. He lived by the motto, quote, leave no man behind, and here he shows it. After successfully pulling the injured man to safety, Baird collected his unit and continued the mission. Putting himself in harm's way, Baird went amongst his men, coordinating their fire and using his grenades to neutralize the machine gun positions. With phase one done, Baird moved his men into the compound and began the room-to-room clearing. Time and again, Baird is in close quarters engagements with the enemy and he, he comes out on top killing and wounding several hostiles while also keeping his men moving forward. Baird is able to finally reach the objective, and his unit was able to gain control of the enemy compound. A combination of ruthless efficiency and calm composure ensured that the momentum of the attack was maintained. Had things stalled at any point or had Baird wavered under fire, the entire operation could have devolved into a massacre. The Medal for Gallantry citation says that Baird's actions were of the, quote, highest order and were in the finest traditions of the Australian Army and the Australian Defense Force, end quote. Half a decade later and somehow still in Afghanistan, Baird made the ultimate sacrifice. 
He was killed in operations in Afghanistan on June, June 22, 2013, and posthumously awarded the Australian Victoria Cross. The Victoria Cross for Australia is the, quote, decoration for according recognition to persons who, in the presence of the enemy, perform acts of the most conspicuous gallantry or daring or preeminent acts of valor or self-sacrifice or display extreme devotion to duty, end quote. So I, I took his actions that won him the, the medal for gallantry, and I kind of worded them in my own way. I don't feel comfortable writing a half-assed account of Baird's actions that that cost him his life. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm simply going to read the, the citation given him for the Victoria Cross. And I, I don't want you to think this is me being lazy. It's just I feel like um, that's the best way that I can honor this, this soldier's story is to uh, just share his citation uh, with everybody. For the most conspicuous acts of valor, extreme devotion to duty, and ultimate self-sacrifice at Gawchak Village, Aruzgan Province, Afghanistan, as a commando team commander in Special Operations Task Group on Operation Slipper. On June 22, 2013, a commando platoon of the Special Operations Task Group with partners from the Afghan National Security Forces conducted a helicopter assault into Gachak Village, Aruzgan Province, in order to attack an insurgent network deep within enemy-held territory. Shortly after insertion, Corporal Baird's team was engaged by small arms fire from several enemy positions. Corporal Baird quickly seized the initiative, leading his team to neutralize the positions, killing six enemy combatants and enabling the assault to continue. Soon afterwards, an adjacent Special Operations Task Group team came under heavy enemy fire, resulting in its commander being seriously wounded. Without hesitation, Corporal Baird led his team to provide support. En route, he and his team were engaged by rifle and machine gun fire from prepared enemy positions. With complete disregard for his own safety, Corporal Baird charged towards the enemy positions supported by his team. On nearing the positions, he and his team were engaged by additional enemy on their flank. Instinctively, Corporal Baird neutralized the new threat with grenades and rifle fire, enabling his team to close with the prepared positions. With the prepared position now isolated, Corporal Baird maneuvered and was engaged by enemy machine gun fire, the bullets striking the ground around him. Displaying great valor, he drew the fire, moved to cover, and suppressed the enemy, enemy machine gun position. This action enabled his team to close on the entrance to the prepared position, thus regaining the initiative. On three separate occasions, Corporal Baird charged an enemy-held building within the prepared compound. On the first occasion, he charged the door to the building, followed by another team member. Despite being totally exposed and immediately engaged by enemy fire, Corporal Baird pushed forward while firing into the building. Now in the closest proximity to the enemy, he was forced to withdraw when his rifle ceased to function. 
on rectifying his rifle stoppage and reallocating remaining ammunition within his team, Corporal Baird again advanced towards the door of the building, once more under heavy, heavy fire. He engaged the enemy through the door but was unable to suppress the position and took cover to reload. For a third time, Corporal Baird selflessly drew enemy fire away from his team and assaulted the doorway. Enemy fire was seen to strike the ground and compound walls around Corporal Baird before visibility was obscured by dust and smoke. In this third attempt, the enemy was neutralized and the advantage was regained, but Corporal Baird was killed in the effort. Corporal Baird's acts of valor and self-sacrifice regained the initiative and preserved the lives of his team members. His actions were of the highest order and in keeping with the finest traditions of the Australian Army and the Australian Defense Force, end quote. I'm going to end this with a, uh, a quote that I've read that I thought was really, really telling and apparently was a saying that Corporal Baird and, and the men around him um, seemed to have lived by and held, held true throughout their lives. Uh, certainly Corporal Baird did. Quote, died how he lived, at the front, giving it his all without any indecision, end quote. And that's the story of Corporal Baird, um, Cameron Stewart Baird, and uh, I want to thank Tim again for introducing me to this uh, this warrior from history now, I guess. Uh, I had never heard of him, and, and I found the whole process fascinating to research and, and find out about. So thank you very much, and uh, I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs>